and welcome to Six Second Jobs Podcast. Today we're going to talk about dynamic and effective resumes. And what I really want to get through to you and to make sure you can visualize is how important the resume is and how competitive the resume market is these days. Um, you know, there's close to 40,000 new resumes being added to Monster.com every single day. 40,000. I don't know, we could do the math. Uh, 40, 0, 0, 40, 0, 0, 0, 0, divided by 24. That's uh, 1,666 resumes popping up every hour. And if we divide it by 60, that's almost 28 resumes are being populated in Monster every minute of the day. 28. So that's a lot of competition. And then also, um, many companies receive hundreds and hundreds of unsolicited resumes each week. I know uh, one statistic I read showed Google receives over 1,500 uh, unsolicited resumes per day. And if you think about the number of people that are out there looking for jobs, at least 45% of surveyed employees say, state that they're looking for new or better employment opportunities. And that's just the people who are employed, and that doesn't include the people who are uh, out of work or underemployed. Um, so there's a lot of competition out there. So a good or traditional resume might tell what you've done, but it kind of reads like a laundry list of uh, responsibilities. And that really isn't what's going to get you hired. So what I want to talk to you today about is, is ways that you can stand out from the crowd and be rememberable in a good, positive way by taking actions and doing some of these things that uh, we'll talk about. Um, you know, a lot of what happens when people plug in their information into into resume templates is it becomes a, uh, a list of their responsibilities. And, you know, I've told the story before, but if you think about it, you know, if you and I are applying for a job as a waiter or a waitress in a restaurant, and we look at the list of responsibilities that we both have for that position, they'd be identical. We would take drink orders. We would um, take the uh, bring the salads out. We'd take the meal orders. We'd uh, top off the water later on. We'd bust the tables. We'd collect the... Um, tips at the end. But if you looked at accomplishments, maybe you're actually getting 30% tips because you're so personable. And on Tuesday nights, people are waiting in line just to sit at your tables because they know you're working. And on the reverse of that, I'm uh, lucky to have a job. Uh, it's only because the uh, owner's husband feels that uh, I'm too pitiful to be put out on the street and he doesn't know what will happen to me if I'm uh, fired that I even have a job at all because I forget people's orders and I uh, spill drinks and uh, actually cost them money. So again, you know, responsibilities on a resume will all look the same. What you need to do is figure out ways to stand out by your accomplishments. And we'll uh, talk about stars as we go through this podcast. Um, so you've got to think about the uh, people that are going to read the resume um, but before you can get that resume to human eyes, you have to uh, get past the bots, as they say. And um, 
that's where electronic keyword scanning and applicant tracking system software is becoming more and more um, common these days. And if you're uploading your resume on Monster, you can better believe that it's going through some sort of ATS software before uh, it's getting to a, a human reader. And so keyword research is, is huge, and knowing what that is and knowing uh, how to present that information. Uh, you know, way back when, I talked to a, a fellow who was helping college students. I was giving a seminar to a list uh, or a group of uh, professors, and he had this strategy where he would populate the whole edge of the resume with white letters, um, densely populating keywords around the whole outside. And so when you printed the resume, you wouldn't see it. And if you uploaded it, they wouldn't be visible. And he thought that was a great trick. Uh, but today's applicant tracking systems are much more sophisticated. And uh, that's not really an effective strategy anymore. Although uh, 10, 12 years ago, it did work for him and for his students. Um, now you can't assume that the applicant tracking software is going to find your resume because of your job titles. Um, and then you've got to remember, too, how it reads. Uh, they're more sophisticated than they were. It used to be if you put text in, in tables or, or blocks, it, it could confuse the uh, ATS software and it wouldn't read it at all. Um, but even today, you know, the clearer you can be professional experience, uh, the title, the name of the company, of different things that it will recognize, education as titles for different sections, and then a consistent way to show your uh, dates of employment will be uh, hugely helpful in the applicant tracking software being able to find that information. Um, but again, in the end, you know, it's got to be more than a list of responsibilities. Um, if you're just looking at responsibilities and skills, you don't point out um, anything different than anybody else, and it's very easy for that resume to be overlooked. You know, you have to sell your value to the company and and not just your experience. Um, and they need to quickly see why you should be considered over other similarly qualified candidates. And the other part of it is, you know, you it's like being on a first date. You don't tell, you know, them what your sister did to you when you were six years old, uh, you know, in the back of the house. You know, you're, it's very... Um, more formal and it's more, uh, you know, you, you want to give them information, but you can't and shouldn't give them everything. And I work with a lot of clients who uh, feel like they need to tell their whole story on their resume. And what ends up happening is the resume is so packed with information that you can't read it. It's not visually appealing. It doesn't draw you in. Your eyes aren't pulled to any particular area. It's just a cluster, clutter, and uh, very often those types of resumes don't get read at all. They just get set aside because the person looking at them has a whole stack of maybe a hundred and, and they, you know, they have a life too. So it might be two o'clock in the afternoon and they know at 445 they have to pick their kids up from daycare, but they've got to find a candidate. And if your resume is the same as everybody else's, 
and or it's so densely packed that they can't read it, uh, they're going to go on to the next one. So you have to remember that. Uh, and then where you put things, you know, if you fold the resume in thirds, that top third of the resume is going to give you the uh, the best bang for your buck. And that's where where recruiters and hiring managers read, you know, that uh, whole study about the ladders. In fact, that's where my six-second resumes um, business name came from was this study and they what they did was they taped electrodes to the heads of hiring managers and recruiters and then gave them a stack of resumes to read and they watched where their eyes went in the first uh, six to ten seconds and almost to a person they were in the top third they were scanning the title the summary um, maybe they would shoot down the page just a little bit but in about six seconds, they had decided whether they were going to continue to uh, read or they were going to set it aside and go on to the next. So, you know, you've got to make sure that it doesn't just tell what you've done, but it um, shows how you've done it and that it pitches your value and recognizes, makes it easy for them to recognize uh, that you have value. So you've got to make sure you uh, do that and, and you know, have a clear way of, of doing that. And you know, there's some things to think about when you do that. Uh, and one of the things, an easy way to do that is to think about uh, stars. And I, you know, I do all whole workshops just on uh, storytelling. And that really is one of the best ways to be remembered in a positive way and the more you can think about these types of uh, well basically a star is a situation the action that you took and then the result so you know you can tell a story about uh, how you changed you could say well I'm a people person and uh, you know that's great and you know I think I've told this story you know, my dog is a people person but I wouldn't hire her to to run a uh, a public relations firm but you know if I were to tell you the story about my experience on Christmas Eve I'm a store manager at a uh, small uh, retail outlet in Hopewell Virginia of all places and it's 830 at night we've closed at five o'clock and I'm at home and the phone rings and there's a man on the other end of the phone and he is just screaming because he's putting together this ride-on toy that he bought at my store that afternoon uh, and it's missing the battery and so his seven-year-old is not gonna uh, be able to use this brand new toy on Christmas Day and what am I gonna do about it and I just you know I first of all I didn't even know how he got my number uh, but you know I said well let me meet you at the store and we'll find you a battery so I called my assistant and had him meet me down there too just in case it was a setup uh, which it wasn't and we were able to find another battery in another package and gave it to him and Christmas was saved and a couple of days later he came in and told me how much fun his son had that morning and the look on his face and all of that and it was, it was just the right thing to do but if you're a hiring manager and you ask the candidate you know how are you at customer service and the one person says well I'm a people person and the other person tells you the Christmas Eve story, you know, who are you going to go with? Or who are you going to think uh, might be able to do that in your organization? And who 
would you want to present to your boss and say, well, I found this candidate, and let me tell you what he did on Christmas Eve, as opposed to, well, I found this candidate, and they are a people person, so I think I'm going to go with them. You know, it just gives you more credibility and a way to be remembered in a positive way. And you can tell some of that on your resume, too. There's ways to incorporate the situation, the action, and the result. And if you can quantify those results, make them measurable, um, that makes it even more uh, memorable and more valid in terms of uh, showing your potential to be of value to the new employer. So as you're looking at your resume, you want to make sure that uh, the target position that you're going at after is clear, um, that your summary isn't just a list and you know, of, of responsibilities or a list of key skills or, or something like that, that it actually um, represents your accomplishments and uh, gives a sense of who you are beyond just what your skills are. It's not just uh, what you've done, but again, how, how you did it. And then make sure that on your resume that your timeline isn't really, uh, you know, the work history timeline can sometimes date you if you're an older employee uh, with a lot of uh, great experience. And, you know, just as an aside, you know, don't, don't be a mind reader and don't assume if you're in an inter interview and you're an uh, employee with a lot of experience and uh, been around a while and the person says, you know, my, you've been here a long time uh, in reference to a position you're currently at. And, you know, in, in, the, in your mind, you could be a mind reader and say, well, this person thinks I'm old and they're not going to hire me. But in reality, what the person is thinking is, boy, this person's got a lot of experience. I'm thinking I'm going to hire them. So it could go either way. So, you know, you don't want to be a mind reader, but you want to also uh, focus on the most important uh, critical skills that you have related to that position. And I've done a lot of national career fair events where I get to go and uh, have a table and talk to people about their resumes. And I'm in the room with, with all the recruiters before they let uh, the general public in. So I've had the chance to talk to many, many, many recruiters, and every one of them says, you know, they're really only looking at the last 10 to 15 years. So you don't have to put that job where you worked at fast food, you know, hundreds of years ago or um, the summer you did whatever, unless it's critical to the position and, and reinforces what your uh, skill base is and sets you apart from the others, in which case you could um, do a, a kind of a section of all your related experience and then uh, have others so that you know, you're conscious of the gaps and, and give a total picture without uh, going into a whole lot of detail about some of these other opportunities or positions that you've held. So you, know, you want to look at the current job description and uh, make sure that, it's, that you're addressing those things. Um, and again, you know, look at situations, actions, and results, the stars, and make sure that you're, um, that you're embracing that and that you're showing um, not just what you did, but again, how you did it. And I keep saying this over and over, but really that's, that is the best way to stand out, is to have these success stories. Uh, in fact, I do a whole uh, teaching course on uh, exploding the job description, as I call it. 
where you um, take each of the bullet points and write down every single thing you've done that's related to that um, bullet point. And that helps you, one, create a, a better resume that, that has um, your accomplishments in it. And it also helps you in the interview process because now you have all these stories and, and all of this uh, experience related to this point, to this point, to this point. And again, as an aside, you know, if you're in the interview, uh, sometimes you'll be interviewing with somebody who may not be uh, well-versed in interviewing and, and either is filling in at the last moment or uh, they're responsible because it's their department, but they, they don't have a lot of skills in interviewing and they may not ask the right questions. So again, if you're uh, planning ahead like uh, my clients do, you'll have a series of questions that you're going to make sure get answered. Um, and if they don't ask them, then you're going to say, would it be helpful if I told you about a time where I did this? And uh, make sure you get that information apart, um, and impart that to the hiring manager. Uh, your resume should make sure it has plenty of keywords in the right places, and not just to get through the bots, but also to make sure that uh, a person reading it clearly understands your value. And then look at the font choice. You know, there's some really artsy-fartsy kind of uh, fonts that may not be appropriate for certain occupations, and it may hinder readability. So you want to make sure that you are aware of that and that you're using a style, and then you know, not just using Times New Roman because that's the default setting on your computer. Um, but thinking about it and thinking about maybe testing different ones and seeing which one makes the resume readable and presents your particular unique value in a, in a way that makes it readable and draws you in and makes you want to read it. And then also, finally, you want to look at the length of the resume. And again, you, know, you don't want to put everything you've ever done in your entire life on the resume. It is not a book. It is a marketing document designed to get you in front of an hiring, a hiring manager. And it works in your behalf, on behalf of you when you're not there, but it doesn't take the place of a face-to-face -face interview. And so you've really got to make sure that you're mindful of that. Uh, thinking back to the National Career Fair events, I, I usually put up two posters, one a before poster, which a resume that looks like everybody else's resume, and then one that I did that uh, shows a nurse in, as an award-winning uh, candidate and uh, kind of pulls out those award-winning ideas in a, in a table on the left-hand side. And there's a tiny bit of color, but not not a huge amount, but just enough to, to uh, draw the eye to it. And then there's the person's name and then their position right underneath of it. So it's very clear who they are, uh, what their uh, title is, and finally that they are that they've won four awards. Uh, and I had a woman come up to me and she handed me her resume and she said, well, I'm award-winning. And I said, well, great, show me on your resume. And she had this two-page resume that was so thickly <laughs> printed. It, it must have weighed about 20 pounds. It was so heavy. And it took her, now mind you, this is her resume that she either prepared herself or had prepared. And at the bottom of page two, she finally found 
where she was award-winning and could point it out to me after about three and a half to four minutes. And I said, well, now, you know, we're standing there in a, in a, in a hotel uh, convention room with uh, 25 different vendors there all uh, looking to hire people. And I said, now, you know, look around the room. And I said, if you went to any of these tables and handed them this resume, uh, are they going to see that? And she said, well, probably not. And they wouldn't. And they, so she went back and revamped it and, and the rest uh, is history. Uh, so, you know, you've really got to think about all these things. And I know I'm throwing a lot at you here today, but the, the whole point of it is it's got to be readable. It's got to be more than just a list of responsibilities. And it has to grab the attention right away. And if you can't use enough white space um, because you feel like there's more to be said, then you uh, are probably thinking, not thinking about it enough. I think it was Abraham Lincoln uh, who wrote a, a letter to somebody. And uh, on the envelope, he said, uh, uh, put something to the effect that, you know, I apologize for the length of this. Um, I didn't have enough time to make it shorter. And, <laughs> and so, you know, the more you think about it, you know, does this phrase help or hurt? Will this phrase get me hired? Is this really important to be in there? And if it is, great, leave it. If it isn't, then then take it out and make sure that uh, you're doing that with every single word, every single phrase, every single um, portion of the resume that it, it makes a compelling point that you are the person they need to hire. Well, I appreciate your uh, listening to me today. Um, just to keep you up to date, my dog Ricky uh, has completely re recovered from her gunshot wound last year. And uh, the uh, Hatfields and McCoys feud, as far as I know, is still going on, but uh, we're staying on our side of the mountain. And uh, so she has really uh, perked back up and is a happy pup these days. So, uh, you know, I appreciate those of you who have uh, asked about her and she's doing very well and uh, look forward to the next uh, installment of Six Second Jobs and we'll uh, keep working to get you hired. Thank you for listening to the Six Second Jobs podcast. This has been your host, Joel Quas. Remember, use what we've discussed and take action. This puts you one step closer to your new hire orientation.